0: Hey everybody, Roy Hill Castillo here, and I just wanted to give a little bit of a disclaimer. First and foremost, apologies on the delay for this episode. We featured Matt Eddy of Baseball America. After we were done recording, we noticed that there was an issue with the audio, so I spent the last couple days fixing it to the best of our ability. Apologies on the delay. So this episode, Matt Eddy talks about the creation of Baseball America's Top 100 prospect list, some past Tiger prospect list, and he asks us a couple questions about some Tigers who just made, missed it off the top 100, including Wilmer Flores. And we talk about some other prospects as well. So without further ado, here's our interview from Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. And of course, subscribe to us on our YouTube page, Tiger Minor Report, or Woodward Tigers. Actually, if you haven't subscribed to both, you should. Do it after the podcast, however you see fit. Does not matter. We got you covered here at woodwardsports.com and of course at tigermlreport.com. Have a good day, everybody
1: welcome back to woodward tigers i am chris alongside me is Rahelio. and we are thrilled to bring in our special guest today matt Eddy. he's the executive editor at baseball america or one of the executive editors i suppose a big wig at baseball america and we're excited to have him so so matt thanks for joining us
2: thanks for having me guys i don't don't know know.
1: if there's an official head cheese there but certainly you've been you've been at baseball america for a long time and we've been enjoying your work for a long time so uh, we always like to to ask our first time about their earliest baseball memory to kind of get a feel for, for where they're coming from. So if you've got something that sticks out, we'd love to hear it.
2: Well, my family was indifferent to sports, so I kind of came to it through a process of wiffle ball and baseball cards and just cable television in the late 80s. You could get Braves and Mets and Cubs and for a time Yankees games where I grew up in central New York. So that was that's kind of the stew that created the super fan. That's interesting. I mean, that's not that
1: different. For me, mm-hmm. all other than we didn't have cable TV, but I had an older brother who was way into baseball cards, and so I just kind of followed in his footsteps. But it was the same same era, and yeah, I mean, we played wiffle ball every day all summer in our backyard. So, yeah
2: I don't know if people heard... do that. I know I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it here. I'm, I'm in North Carolina now, but I haven't seen
0: it. From Peary was Steve Avery, who played locally about five minutes away from our house had big influence. So it was a lot of Atlanta Braves fans grew up because at the time the early 90s, the Tigers were struggling. And so everybody started grabbing towards Atlanta Braves because of Steve Avery's won, I think it was the 88 state championship. They, they ended up losing because the game, he didn't start as maxed out his innings. So we played with tennis ball in the parking lot. Although I heard later, tennis ball is bad for you that night playing for local travel team by So for, for us, even like getting into like, tbs and then that later with braves and my brother the ken griffey junior fan so oh yeah i
2: I didn't realize avery was from michigan so that the braves those those pitching staffs had smoltz and avery from michigan (laughs) and yeah fun 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 trivia avery was the number one prospect on the first top 100 the baseball american did in 1990 number one overall i know that I mean, he looked like it for a little while, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember if
1: it was injuries that got him or if it was just kind of, you know. The yeah, well, there was a,
0: he actually played in a rec baseball league after he was done retiring in locally in, around here. But the provision was he wasn't, he didn't pitch. And he was actually a pretty good basketball player too. So he was pretty good in the post hmm. apparently. Pitch with a He The Burger King by my house had a hole called Grand Saint Burke and he had a Steve Avery wall. So that's how you learn fun facts about Steve Avery. Who, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, I mean, it's fortuitous you bring up the, the top 100, I mean, that's, that's, it's always good to have somebody from Baseball America on the show, but you know, the top 100 is, is the big deal, right? I, I assume it's kind of the biggest moment of the season for you guys. I mean, you you do a lot of great coverage, but uh, this is one I, I assume brings, uh, brings in a lot of traffic. So we wanted to talk to you a little bit about, about the top 100 in general and kind of the process, how you guys go about doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first step is... Well, the, the, the pre-work for, for the handbook or for the 100 is the handbook, the prospect handbook process that happens in the fall of the preceding year. That's, that's the lead up to it. So we get kind of get new perspective on all on you know, 900 prospects. So then what we do in January is we each, we have six editors devise their own top 150. And we fuse those into one collaborative 100, which we kind of view it as kind of a wisdom of crowds approach so that nobody, you know, one extreme will cancel out another when we have that that rough composite then we send it around for industry feedback and then we have a big meeting to you know kind of iron out the details to kind of get us to a list that represents a a compromise for everybody
1: and it's, you know, the, the industry feedback part is always curious to me because I, I always wonder, I, I assume every year there are probably a handful of guys where the you, the industry just says, no, keep moving them up or keep moving them down. I don't know if you want to identify anybody like that this year, but it, I'm always kind of curious about that.
2: Yeah, I think two come to mind for move up. Jackson Holiday number one overall pick. You know, I think a, a lot at, at the time of the draft, he was seen as more neck and neck and maybe a shade behind Drew Jones. I think subsequent to that, He has kind of risen in the esteem of of most evaluators to the point where he's, you know, maybe half ahead of Jones and certainly in this, in this, at the cusp of the top tier in minor leagues right now, he he comes to mind and another left-handed hitting shortstop with a sweet swing, Jackson Merrill, Padres also made some late progress up the list.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm sorry. Merrill's Merrill's a right-handed hitter, I think.
2: Sorry about that. But but uh, well we
1: you know uh, the Tigers just brought in Mark Connor who was the scouting director for the Padres when they made that draft and so uh, mm-hmm. Tigers fans are kind of hoping that he gets brings some of that magic here because they also got Woods <laughs> Wood in that same class which looks good yeah. awesome right now
2: um, yeah so no, yeah. To, to correct the, rec- the Barrel is left-handed I was repeating initially but <laughs> no, uh, or, yeah. correction to a correction
1: don't doubt yourself
2: no you know one one
1: thing it's so you I think I read from your bio that you started it basically right out of college around the early 2000s um and that was kind of roughly around the same time that i started following prospects and this is just my perception is i feel like the top 100 lists have gotten better or at least the top tier has gotten better at predicting guys who are actually going to contribute it felt like when i first followed it that a lot of like the top 20 prospects ended up just kind of busting out and yeah, I've mentioned it a bunch, it's guys like, you know, like Jeremy Hamida and, and Andy Marte and Brandon Wood and, and things like that, that, and so I'm curious if the process has changed much for you guys over time, or you think just scouting in general has gotten better?
2: Yeah, I think it's full. I think the scouting and yeah. development has gotten better. I think there's greater confidence in player outcomes based on some of the data we have today. We didn't even have five, 10 years ago, but you're absolutely correct about that observation because I was looking at some of our class lists and. There's one, I believe it's 2004, where there are 14 players in the top 100 who never even reached the major leagues. Which, when you're talking about the top 100 players in finers, that just seems outlandish. You know, and the rates now, like if you go back five years now, five years, four or five That's just an indication. The
0: prognostication
2: is better
0: As far as like, even for the international side of things too, it seems like there's a lot more data available out there. I know sometimes with videos might be lacking, but it seems like with the international signings, especially in the last few years here, where we're seeing names that, that people take a lot of stock in rankings of where the bonuses. But I think of, take a, of, for example, take a uh, Brandon Tatis Jr. who's 31st, the White Sox got $700,000 bonus. And people, again, it was just, I, I don't understand. Is that something that is always just going to take place where the ranking, just people are going to always, it, it always comes with the territory of just people just complaining to complain about the rankings on um, somewhere where, for example, a lot of Tiger fans are upset that the Tigers did not get in the top tier for international signings. But in reality, it's all about the development, isn't it? Yeah, there is a much
2: weaker correlation between bonus and talent on the international market. That, that is true. Just the way that it,
0: it's so inefficient. It, you know, the draft is an as well, a to a lesser degree. Lesser. I think over I think time, I, to, a, time I, don't don't, too I think we've seen fewer, see. fewer,
2: fewer top five, top general. You know. perhaps some of that is just more, been hesitant more hesitant with the high school pitchers I think that's attributed a lot. We're not seeing Nicole Stewart's really anymore anyway. more. that those the were less than 10 years, best. years old so i think
1: that we're seeing wasn't more rising up I mean, yeah that's a good point that that it does seem in the last five to ten years that that everyone has kind of realized that those high school arms are, are a lot more volatile than than they thought which was kind of one of the reasons that the tigers fans were a little upset a couple of years ago when they took jackson job third overall mm-hmm. now he's still on the on the top one hundred list, he's the Tigers' top prospect, at least according to you guys. But it is kind of yeah, it it, it is kind of interesting to see some teams zig, or I guess they like, when everybody else was zigging. But we did want to mention that that so the Tigers one prospect in the top one hundred. I think I saw on on your chat that you mentioned that Wilmer Flores was pretty close for you, and we see the the all the votes that also got close. But I guess my point of this is is I'm always kind of curious about practically speaking how close the 50th prospect is to the 150th
2: prospect. Yeah, I think they're great. I don't have those acting on that cover now. I think it's clear that most people realize the lies. I just think oh, it's going to be more similar to I don't sure that. know. Like, I don't know. I just like the, uh, uh, quote, unquote, quote, uh-huh. more successes yeah. other people. I think it's going to be that kind of determinist, but there a lot and less
1: competition to enter a number of pursuit. So, yeah, it, and I mean, I know you guys also do, I don't know how much you have involvement in it, but there's the, these like the Dynasty 1000 that I don't know if it was, was it last year that that started? Yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff did, Jeff did that, that last, last year. year,
2: in 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 year. um, our, in our Dynasty we're what we call it the call 100, the first, first year players, players that will be available in baseball. Dynasty. top 100, 100,
1: 100, 100, yeah so that's you know for people who who feel upset that the tigers don't have more prospects than the top 100 or whatever you could say well just you know what just go to the dynasty 1000 and look for anybody <laughs> in there and, and they'll be on there and you, you feel better about it but yeah, it is is it's interesting too because it, it seems I don't know when you guys started doing this. It used to always be like a mid-season re rank, it seemed like, but in, in recent years you guys are re ranking almost monthly, it seems. Was that something you always wanted to do, or was it just something that you felt like you you know, over time you're like, Yeah, we need to reflect what's going on with these players more quickly?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think in ten in ten ten years years, really well, it was, it was, it was a really, really heavy thing. And as yeah. and as I've become wishing in that, done. we kind of realized a lot, lot of things, Things change, brother. We, 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 we want to loss, we to be real, 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 we, We're We're be, we, we want be the the the, the, the,
0: the, the, the so one of the things with Scott Harris, i taking over with Tigers in terms of just player development, bringing his perspective in the Tigers recently, in the last couple of years, we've noticed under Ryan Garco, and it was kind of a little too little to a little bit of developments like of the Tigers, for example, Garrett Hill, I as he wouldn't, they weren't top 100 names, but it seems like now. You're seeing more of these stories of, and the Tigers notoriously throughout history have never been able to develop in the lower rounds, but a guy that they draft in the fifth round, Cole Keith, is a guy we have number one on our list. Cause we saw a lot of them and we thought that it was highly of, in your opinion, Matt, for how long have you watch watched the Tigers for in terms of just development, is this, are you seeing a change towards it going up and getting better? The question is that I think, have
2: a... I think that there was a portion of organizations on our more no, calendar, If so I'm not mistaken for a store. it's in, been, been I think it years, We have the glory, glory the 80s and 80s which they've received from all America and, have, and that was just 76 extra for the, got got the guy who we'll traveled and Morris and Blake, like I think so the encouraging signs so I are see, the green, obviously looks like big station. It was also making some guys better and even getting more rounds, little rounds and, trade, every trade. and like Guys and like Harry Carpenter and some results, results. And just making guys better, which and is something that wasn't really You look, look at this some the Zimbrowski teams largely yeah. reported. So it's, it's a fun step. but hopefully, Harris and the new group can really modernize.
0: Come along the way since days of Scott Eldred being the last pitcher from the 26th round to start for the Tigers. Where we see Barry Hill and and that that's for Hill and guys it's a little Brisky too, but a fine like woman, Flores who last year towards the end of the season has lost. Actually, stayed. He was talking about his fatigue in, in the year before, but it seemed like he amped it up the class for Erie. That's a fine right there. Where I I don't think ten years ago the Tigers wouldn't credit to the scouting department on that too, but just being able to hone in on Flores and not let him burn now so quickly or not necessarily quickly, but just to keep him fresh during down the stretch for Erie, especially when this was the first year he went over hundred innings.
2: Yeah. And he's an interesting case. Like, like Like you alluded to earlier, Chris, he was somebody in the, in the discussion for the 100, I think the skepticism there comes in, how much upside does he have in rotation versus bullpen where the, where the skepticism comes in because it doesn't really have that defined. off-speed, the, there's hitch the metrics are those. the surface numbers are very strong the double a there's some other things we're wary of but he's definitely a major league pitch, pitch. some some, some stripe
1: yeah i mean that was one of the the fun things for us to watch last year because he was a guy that he, he kind of popped up a little bit in 2021 and they sent him to the afl we're like well this is interesting and and then so I think we came into last year going, like, this is, he's, he's, he's almost certainly a reliever. And then he comes out and, and yeah, his first few starts in, in high A were just electric. They're like, all right, he, this is, he's, he's too good for this level. And then they sent him double A and he just kind of maintained, which, and that's one of those things where for us, it was, we, I think we eventually took it for granted that, okay, this is, he's like 21. He's barely got any innings. Like he threw like 12 innings in, at in, in JUCO or something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. He, that is to your to your point earlier about some of the development stuff. It, that's definitely nice to see, but it, it is you know people tend to get greedy and go like oh you know, what, why is he not higher? Why can't he be a number one starter or something like that? They're like just okay, settle down,
0: call down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but and also
1: reminded me and, and I think you you said you're from upstate New York or midstate New York or whatever. You know the Tigers seem to have targeted that area for players. We, we Jason Foley I think went to Sacred Heart. Is that
0: Brennan White? Brendan White.
1: Yeah. It's with Sienna, I think,
2: yeah, um, Sienna, yeah. Sienna. Wow. wow Sienna. Great. Okay.
1: So yeah, I don't know what, the, what the baseballs,
2: but is. it's, it's, it's nostalgia, the but they'll the only tigers. That's what it is. Yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> even the, uh, good old walking tigers too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah. I mean, play players go from everywhere. You know, you, 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 you gotta strike when you can
0: get them before the other teams catch on, so. If that's the case with cold weather players. I was shocked to read that the Braves, is the first time they got a top 100 prospect. And again, yeah. again, this is for their development of the system and just taking prospects and using them, as Chris would like to say, for currency and getting players. Well, I mean, it, what's, what's I that did, mean? Hang, I yeah. didn't come up with that, but no. I well, whoever <laughs> did but it. Yeah. Anyway, but that's just a testament to the, there's no, Braves still have a couple of arms that you have in your just list that Jeff, together and so but the breeze development machine still strong as ever isn't it
2: yeah i'd say so when you have (laughs) when you have spencer strider kind of go from fourth round afterthought to near rookie of the year and a dominant major league starter yeah you know michael harris is a great example you know von grissom these guys didn't even really need double a seasoning yeah that the von grissom one is just remarkable to me because he was
1: he was high school teammates with Riley Green, right? And and like, yep. you know, not for Riley Green, he might not have been seen as much. And mm-hmm. uh, and they comes up, and I think he had by war. I think he had a better rookie season than Riley Green. I think.
2: Did he? <laughs> I don't know, well, yeah. If forgive him for the, the the foot injury, that probably yeah. didn't, didn't help him too much. <laughs> oh boy, that was you know what? But yeah, um,
1: the that was like the beginning of the nine misfortunes for the Tigers last year. The the, the, <laughs> the power plant strike team, like they. As soon as Riley Green broke his foot, it, like you could feel feel the enthusiasm come out of the Tigers, and then just everything went wrong. And it was like, wow, I, I wouldn't expect yeah. a 21 year old to kind of carry that weight, but it, it really felt that way. So,
2: yeah, it was a strange season from Eduardo Rodriguez's leave to you know, Torkelson kind of living down to expectations in year one. Like, and what what happened with Akil Badu? And from what you guys saw.
0: Well, I mean, the one of the things that I picked up on about Cuba I'll do was, it was, I think it got more of a mental with him because he started, in spin creating, of course, you don't take anything in sprint creating seriously, but he was hitting left-handed pitching with power. He had his first home run off a left-handed pitcher early in March. Then I just think it's more of like a mental thing because even in Toledo a little bit, he started kind of swinging. I thought, a little bit. I thought defensively he was fine, and then he started putting it together, but whether it was a quote-unquote sophomore slump, but I think it was more in between the ears here with him because there's glimpses of that smart, aggressive play that we saw his rookie season. And I think even getting back totals for a second, I mean, talking to A.J. Hinch about they wanted him to work in a swing in Toledo, and there was some kind of reluctancy about it that basically, we're not going to talk about my swing. It's And so that was where... Yes, he went down to Toledo, worked on it, and I went from there. But it was just getting back to Badu for getting back to Badu. It was the same thing. I just think that his pitch recognition, like just he was getting back to bad habits of swinging out of the zone, even in the minor leagues. But I think, I, I think towards the second half of the year, I hopefully, I think he's going to come out and train really well. But I don't know. I'm still. I almost I wanted I don't know if he's gonna be a regular, but there there's still a lot of potential. There.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you touched on it, Raj. That there was he had he was awesome like the first two weeks of spring training. He was like, oh man, yeah. this is, he looked like he got better. And and I think there was a lot of discussion when he was a rookie about he can't hit left-handers, and so I think that might have been too much of a focus for him in the off-season, but or maybe not. But but yeah, he definitely he struggled, and it definitely you could see that it got to got to him. And then I think he had a couple of minor injuries, but Roger was right about, you know, maybe mid-August, start of September, he looked like the guy he was in 2021. He was really kind of that catalytic, you know, running out infield singles, running all over the place, uh, causing defensive errors because he was speeding around. So, yeah, it, it's, I mean, he he felt too good to be true in 2021, and so... You know, whenever that happens, I'm always like I'm cautious because you you want it to be a JD Martinez situation and not a like a Brennan Bosch situation or a Chris Chris Shelton situation for Tigers fans. But <laughs> yeah, you know, we're kind of stuck in the middle now because we saw those flashes of, of what he did his rookie year, but we also saw a lot of struggles last year. So he's going to compete, I think, with Kerry Carpenter to to get that left field job. Maybe with Matt Veerling too. I don't know exactly where they're mm-hmm. going to
2: play him. So and and Malloy potentially kind of factors as as at least his short side. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that was, that was an, you know, exciting. It, it's just a strange period right now for Tigers fans because they, you know, they went through however many years with Al and now they got a new GM with a new approach. And so we're like, we're hyper analyzing every small move we made to see if there's patterns and stuff like that. And with Malloy, it was like, yeah, he walks a ton. Uh, mm-hmm. Can he play third base? I don't know. There's a lot of errors there. Can he play left field? So, you know, yeah, I mean, they've got bodies, it seems like. It's just a matter of who's going to kind of win the the battle royale and come out of there.
2: Yeah, like Javier Baez might be like the only established regular player, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, you have know, to hope that- Green. I Green, I mean, you get
0: Green a leash, but yeah. No, well, one of the things too that came to us about, what I like about Baseball America's list was too, in terms of the top 10 Tiger prospects too, I always like to go back to when I first started to kind of take a look back at guys like, I think it was like, who wrote up during the. Travis Fryman comes to mind. There was guys like, there was one from like mid-80s that was just like, some of the names I, are among like Steve Pegasus or something like along those lines. Just a just real thing. <laughs> And like, um, of course you see the, the rise and fall of Philippe Lear at one point. But wow. uh, from a historical standpoint, Matt, when you look at some of these lists, I mean, you you're really into baseball. So it's just kind of like, do you ever look back at some of these names that kind of go whatever happened to you or do you just because you're just so busy all the time do you this doesn't do you not reflect on those kind of things
2: oh yeah it, it, nostalgia is a big attraction <laughs> especially in, especially in, in our brand just because we have so much of a history it's just always fun to look back and you know what do we do right what do we do wrong but for sure like it would be fun to, to find like the most obscure top 100 prospect for for each team it might be kind of a fun exercise. It would be.
1: I I,
2: I remember a couple of
1: years, I think you guys may have done one where it was like the it wasn't necessarily like the worst draft picks ever, but it was like how quickly did <laughs> the first round draft picks disappear? And there
2: was the, the the kid from the Cubs.
1: Was it Hayden?
2: Hayden Hayden Simpson, yeah.
1: Hayden Simpson and then there was was it Matt yep.
2: Then there was Mark Pollock too along the same lines. Yeah, like I remember him, yeah. Very very close on the timeline, or no?
0: They might have been a few years apart, but four, four or five years apart. But yeah, well, oh. thanks to Baseball Cube, oh. find some of these prospects. I know it's a little, I may have to blow this up a little bit, but this is a list that <laughs> I go to. Oops, that's too much, but okay. see it here. But yeah, there's guys like Mike Wad, Nelson Sim, Nelson Simmons, who had a couple of at Bob Melvin. So Bob you Melvin? can go, yeah, Bob Melvin, former former catcher for the manager to Barrio Garvey oh wow so this i will going back to the same they have so much status you and can go back that's gotta be the allen
1: simpson in the garage days right
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: so you got are, these like, great. are these top 100s or these tigers oh, top these, are 10s top 10s, or
0: these are the top 10 list dad for each team for top 100 you can certainly find there too so there's a scott Alder reference but yeah you can go back and find top 100 list but for Specifically for the Tigers, I was looking at the top 10 list because I was kind of fat. Like growing up in the free press and Detroit News, it would have the, the list of how people were doing. And so before you realize you don't judge box scores, you kind of look at these names like, oh, man, I can't wait for Greg Gore to come up. Or, wow, Phil Clark. Yeah, Phil Clark's going to, like, because you- the papers wouldn't pump these guys up a little bit. Or my favorite was a lot of hype behind Scott Livingstone because you yeah. could never <laughs> find a baseman. Well, oh. oh.
1: and, and if memory serves, he, he came up and had like a spectacular debut, or had like a six-hit game, or something like that, and like, oh, it's the future, and then nope. I swear, I I done done two
0: Game around. Look at his first couple of games, and then kind of melted back that security. So, anyway, man, I just like sharing this list because it's for me. I I'm a being part of saber and being part of look, look at some of the history of baseball, but these prospect lists are just like it's just like a, the Tigers had a pick the first first pick in 1921, Ricky Barlow. He spent seven seasons and never went anywhere, and it was just—it's hmm. fascinating to see that the Tigers draft essentially from probably the Braves draft classes from '75 to '77 to team for almost 30 years. Yep, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I—I I didn't realize the cube had those rankings on there like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely send the link afterwards. It's pretty cool. But yeah, you can go in there with something that I signed up for the premium version of it because I thought it was fascinating. And so it's a good way to get a time capsule into these lists. And so, yeah, they have, well, it's back for every team. So it's even, like I said, there's names that I, I have not heard in a lot. Even this one, like here, Tori, the manager I believe the Losers. Oh, yeah, Tori Julio, yeah. the former manager of the Diamondbacks. Hmm. So a lot of former managers in the Tiger system.
1: Hey, oh, Ed, Mars, ready, yeah. The cradle of managers. Yeah. AJ, <laughs> there, right? I so bad. I only have uh one one more question for you. I know that, that the BA offices were just closed down because everybody's working remotely now, but I wondered if you were able to grab anything like really cool from there that you always wanted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grabbed a couple of the large poster board covers. Sweet. The twentieth anniversary one from two thousand one is really cool too. that one has we had the the staff signed it at the time, so it has Two of the people on there now are, are now scouts. Um, you know, and Josh Boyd is an assistant general manager with the Rangers. You know, John Manuel is a pro scout with the Twins. So it's really cool to kind of have that. Number one, it's a, it's a fond memory because I had just started there at the time, and you know, it's a it's a momentous event for the for, for BA and just to have that. that that's my favorite keepsake. Very cool. Yeah.
0: So go to ba go to So I know for the digital subscription, and if you want to get the. Pre- I do that. I'm getting in a couple of weeks. By all means, it is definitely worth, worth it. You get all the inside articles. They do a really good job with their scouting reports. And Jeff Pons, friend of the show, busts his ass over there. And all of you guys do. Don't get me wrong. I just Jeff. I hope uh, Jeff and I. I work with him over at Proxpress Live, and he really helped me get better at mm-hmm. evaluating. So you guys have a really good staff over there. Can't thank you enough for your time. Taking the time to talk to us. Yeah. The thanks for the
2: kind words. It, it's it's fun. I hope you guys hope the Tigers have a good season.